Welcome to the Unique Mums podcast. My name's Anna, and I'm a wife, mum, author, blogger, and Jesus follower, bringing you biblical truth, devotions, and encouragement so you can find joy, purpose, and hope as you navigate through motherhood, one cold cup of coffee at a time. You can find the episode show notes, free devotions, and a lot more information at uniquemums.co.uk. Hello, Mum. Welcome back to the Unique Mums podcast. And today I have a really lovely conversation to share with you about missional motherhood. And this is a conversation I had with an author friend of mine. Her name is Jessie Mattis. And yes, we talk about several things related to missional motherhood, but it's a really interesting conversation because Jessie has older kids, so I would say older in relation to mine. So mine are nine, seven, and six, whilst hers are 11, 13, and 15. And so we just have this really good conversation about how we can disciple our children and how it doesn't need to be just about Bible stories, but also about faith-based conversations in general, being open to conversations and being open to talking about really deep things as well. So we talk a little bit about this aspect that sometimes we make things so simple for our kids that sometimes we don't even give them certain details because we think they won't understand it's too deep or whatever but obviously the gospel is simple but there's so much depth to it and actually there's a lot that our children can understand and want to understand and that's really important when we're talking about missional motherhood okay so i'm going to start today's conversation but just a quick intro about jesse so Jessie Mattis is an award-winning author, a Jesus-loving wife, and a homeschooling mum. She loves using fiction to inspire others to hold tight to Jesus through good and bad times alike. Jessie lives in Indiana with her husband, their three amazing kids, five chickens, and Guster the Labradoodle. Road trips, reading, and laughing with family and friends are some of her favorite things, and a mug of black coffee is never far from reach. Okay, and just before I play the conversation, just to let you know that all of Jessie's links will be down below in the show notes. Hello, welcome back to the Unique Mums podcast. And today I have an author friend of mine, Jessie, I don't know how you say her last name, but she'll tell me in a minute. <laughs> welcome to the show, Jessie. Thank you. It's so good to be here. And it's Jesse Mattis. Mattis. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now I learned something today. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> okay. So uh, welcome to the show. I'm looking forward to our conversation about missional motherhood. So it's really good yes. that we're going to be talking about this. So you're a wife, a mom, a blogger, and an author as well. Could you tell us a bit about your testimony as a Christian? When did you come to know Jesus as your Savior? Sure. Well, I was raised in a Christian household. So from a very young age, I was always going to church and my parents were very involved. So I was there a lot and it was just always a big part of my world. So I accepted Jesus personally and got baptized at age six 
And since then, you know, it's just been a journey like it is for everyone of drawing near and learning new things about who God is and what that looks like laid out in my life and and all of that. I I actually used to think my testimony was very boring and like, how could God use a testimony like that? There's nothing really exciting that happened. <laughs> and I remember I remember talking to my mom about that when I was younger. And funny enough, my youngest daughter, who's 11, recently told me the same thing. And I said to her, it's actually an amazing testimony because while we may not have a big conversion experience like a lot of people do, it's not easy to be a Christian and following Jesus from a young age just means you have, you know, millions of decisions along the way to make and they're either going to draw you closer to God or farther away from him. So, you know, being a Christian is kind of hard work sometimes. Like it's it's amazing, but it's not easy in the world we live in. So, I just wanted to say that because I I assume there are probably people out there in the in a similar boat where it's kind of always been a part of their lives and maybe if anybody else is feeling like it it maybe doesn't count as much or whatever that's not true at all it's a still a glorious wonderful thing yeah I love that because uh, actually my testimony is very very similar to yours it's uh, in my case I was five but. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah growing up in a christian household and i used to think this as well ah my testimony isn't so interesting because you know i just it's like from the family or whatever mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i think we get to this point like even like with myself when i was five i i did that thing that like people would say to to children do you want jesus to come into your heart it was like the way right <laughs> would say. right uh, but also it was, I I knew then, as I do now, but obviously now I know better, but I knew that Jesus had died on the cross for my sins. So I did say, I remember saying sorry for, for the wrong things I've done and thank you for, for dying on the cross for my sins. Yeah, so, but it's like, so sometimes people think, oh, it's just something that you have from your family, but obviously it's a decision every person has to make. So Right, yeah. right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and like you say, it's still a lovely testimony because it would be easy, actually, to just, as you say, go with what the world says. And that's mm-hmm. always the easier option, isn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. So I think that gives us longer to, you know, have to struggle through some of those decisions. And yeah, so I think it's I think it's pretty powerful to keep sticking by God and um you know, I was able to learn through other people's mistakes pretty well. I not I know not everybody can do that. Some people have to learn by experience, but I was able to watch some people in my life and be like, well, I think I want to stick close to Jesus instead of going that route or whatever. Mm. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's true. Yeah, it's funny how that's um, a perspective that God gave you as well. But right. Yeah, um, not going after those things was actually good. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and it's really nice to hear that your your daughter, who's eleven, is already uh, already has this faith as well. And mm-hmm. yeah, you have three kids, so you have two teenagers as well as your daughter, who's eleven. Is that right? That's right. Yep, they're fifteen okay. and thirteen. <laughs> okay, good. And uh, what would you say then is the primary role uh, of a Christian mum? Yeah, um, I would say 
the primary role of a Christian mom is to just lead your kids to Jesus the best you can, however that looks. And a lot of times that looks like just leading by example Mm -hmm. so they can see what it looks like to, you know, as your life plays out, they can see you like showing kindness and, and encouragement and just being a source of God's love to the people in your world. I, I think it just makes it more personal. It gives them kind of something to look towards for their own future. I think a lot of kids emulate their parents, whether they realize it or not, or whether they like it or not. But, you know, especially once they're grown, I think they'll really probably look back and, and I know I do, at least I'll have moments where I'll look back and be like, well, my mom was doing this, or I I would see her reading her Bible. And that was just always like a cozy moment, you know, in my childhood, or I would see my dad's Bible left out on the breakfast table, even though he was gone when I woke up in the morning for work and stuff like that. So just kind of leaving a legacy like that for them to, to walk into, but you know, I don't know. There's all, there's so many responsibilities for the Christian mom and sometimes it can feel overwhelming, but also, you know, nobody's perfect. And part of that is apologizing when we've done something wrong. And I think that's a good way to reflect Jesus too. Um, showing them that we're not perfect and we just keep trying our best <laughs> just like they do yeah that's so so good like that what you were saying uh, what you said now at the end as well and I I do this as well which I think is really important it's being authentic with our children like showing them that we mess up as well that we fail and we believe in God's grace and then also as you say like just showing them that, like the simple things like the fact that we read the bible the fact that we gather with the church or whatever all these things mm-hmm. it's like this thing of doing life with our children and just showing them that this is an important thing and something that impacts our day-to-day life so yes exactly yes yeah so it's it's good and and also the example thing as well that you said like with my parents it was similar like they they taught me like bible stories and they taught me things from they took me to church and those kind of things but I think maybe what impacted me more was their faith and their actual their day-to-day living and like how they gave for example how they helped the poor and how my parents were missionaries actually so um okay yeah (laughs) absolutely (laughs) yeah so I think this day-to-day living for me was probably the most impactful thing and is something that I guess I want to leave for my kids as well (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. that's great that's great And what tips would you give other mums to help them disciple their children? Well, I I have a few thoughts on this, but I think my first point is kids can really understand more than we give them credit for. Most kids, oh, let me just say most kids. I think a lot of them are, are very capable of understanding uh, more complex thoughts and ideas than we usually present them with. So for instance, we went through a time where we were, we moved and we were kind of trying out several different churches and we had moved from a church that went pretty in depth. Like it was like the kids services were fun and um, engaging, but they went pretty in depth, you know? And so when we were trying out these other churches, our, our kids would come out and say things like, 
it was fine, but it was, you know, they just kind of showed a video or we played a game. I don't really know what the point was or what the lesson was, or they would say, you know, we learned about telling the truth and how important that is. But, you know, they were even at the ages of like seven, eight and nine, they were kind of saying, well, anybody needs to know to tell the truth. That doesn't have to just be a Christian thing. So that's kind of weird to be the sole topic at church, you know? So, so I say all that just to point out like they were kind of craving some more depth than what a lot of kids programs put out there so in discipling our kids I think it's important to not just you know we we read them the bible stories and you know Noah and the ark and all of those things and and that's great and wonderful but there comes a point where like we can get into deeper conversations about those things and what what it means as far as the bible teaches and what it means for us as Jesus followers and stuff. And um, my kids at least have been really engaged with things like that from a pretty young age. And so in discipling them, I, I guess I would say to just kind of put more out there than maybe you are and see what happens, see if they engage with it, or maybe they're not ready for going deeper yet. And that's okay too. But I think kids can really rise to the occasion on things like that. And a lot of grown-ups don't often give them the chance. Mm. So so I, that's just one one thought I wanted to start with. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And like you say, it's going deeper and maybe like for, for myself, I think having these conversations with my children, like answering the questions that they have, because they ask really interesting, deep questions sometimes. And sometimes we don't mm-hmm. even maybe we're not even sure of the answer because like with my kids for example they will ask things about like heaven or whatever uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah. you're like well I'm not really sure I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay too I think it's yeah. really good when we're honest about that if they because yeah kids are great at asking deep questions and catching yeah. us off guard aren't they <laughs> but I yeah. think it's okay to be like well I don't exactly know a lot of people think this or a lot of people think this but I'm still figuring that out and, mm, you know, yeah. maybe talk it through a little bit and see what they're thinking about it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. So it, it comes back to being authentic and not being like, as if yeah. you have all the memorized answers and you just kind yes. of. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so I think that kind of goes back to the last question, just being somebody that you want them to be able to emulate, you know, mm-hmm. like, be someone they can watch and learn from but but also like I think a big part of discipling kids is having um good outside reinforcements like family or friends or church groups or homeschool groups or whatever is a part of your world Mm -hmm. just other people that can speak into their lives people that have values and beliefs that align with yours and then they can kind of speak into their lives. I don't know about your kids, but sometimes mine take things better from other people. <laughs> like I can, I can teach them or instruct them or, or tell them something, but sometimes it takes another adult outside of their parents to mm. say something. And then they're like, oh, okay, I guess I'll believe, I'll believe that now. <laughs> it's not just mom saying it. So yes, yes, yes. I don't know if there must be like a psychological definition for that, but I think that's like a <laughs> yeah. normal thing. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. I think so. 
Yeah, <laughs> like so. even teaching your kids, like I remember even teaching my, trying to teach my daughters when they were younger how to use the swings. And like I would say, you need to do this, you need to do that. <laughs> and then actually they would learn from another child. And it's like, I've been telling you this all along. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. I'm sure we did the same thing, but I don't yeah. remember it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so maybe it's because they kind of get so used to hearing us saying so much because we're yeah, with them. That's yeah, that's probably true. That's yeah. probably true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's good like for them to see other families, other Christians, other children who are in Christian families, which is something like here in Portugal, maybe we don't have as much of because the like people who would maybe profess to be like uh, born again Christians is quite quite low um so yeah but having like a church community and different families and children as well in the same situation mm -hmm. as them is really important as well yeah yes absolutely yeah and then I, I think it's also helpful to have like outside of you know human relationships I don't know about your kids my kids love reading and they love they love you know videos and like entertainment sort of things like that and so it's always a struggle to find you know good healthy encouraging things for them to read and watch um but i think those things can really supplement like what we're trying to do in teaching them to be jesus followers like certain books and and movies and videos can really just reinforce what we're telling them and make it make it feel like a normal thing to them like they're not you know, mm, the only yeah. ones living in a Christian house or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. Because, yeah, having maybe the visual, like if it's a film or uh, something like that, or even as you say, like a book, my children love reading as well. So yes, it's like a kind of supplement thing. Yeah, it yeah. helps. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and there are different resources that we can use and we don't, uh, because we speak English, we have a lot more stuff than maybe in certain languages they would have, mm -hmm. but um, mm -hmm. yeah, but there's so many good things out there, like you say, like even if you go on YouTube, you can find things for, for kids yeah. or for teenagers yeah. or, mm -hmm. yeah, so that's really good. And uh, yeah, and tell us a bit about your blog. Why do you write about Christian faith and homeschooling, like more specifically? Uh, yeah, so I started my blog a handful of years ago when I started just writing. And um, I wasn't really sure what to write about, but I knew like trying to get into the publishing world at that time, everybody was like, well, you should have a blog and you need to do this <laughs> and that. And so yeah. I I did, I started it and it's kind of been interesting for me because I write fiction, mm -hmm. but not on my blog. <laughs> like I'm working on fiction books, but I'm, I'm writing nonfiction on my blog. And so it's been kind of a challenge to pinpoint what to write about. And so I, I had all these different ideas and I tried to boil it down and it's really hard to pick one thing because I really have a lot of different interests and a lot of things that are really important in my life. And so I kind of whittled it down to just, you know, faith overall, mostly, <laughs> um, because whether I'm talking about, you know, this or that or the other, I usually am really able to tie it into faith. And a lot of times I just focus in on completely faith topics because I just write about whatever is kind of on my mind, I guess. 
And, and since we homeschool, that's, that's on my mind a lot too. I don't, I don't write as much about homeschooling as I intended to when I started the blog. So, um, but I think the overarching kind of tie-in for all of my, my posts there is like encouragement and faith, mm. kind of whatever that looks like. Yeah, that's great. I write about faith as, as well on my blog. And I think it's just so lovely to read like content from just different Christians, how we can all grow together. Like there's always something that we can learn from other Christians. It's not like we have like all the answers or sometimes it's just reminders of things as well. Like sometimes yeah. I'll write something and then I'll read someone else wrote something very similar, but it's like, Oh yes, I wrote about that once. But it's like a kind of reminder for us. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I think there's a lot of overlap like that, but mm -hmm. I, but I just have to trust that God uses, you know, certain ones yeah. to reach certain people. And then yeah. yeah, the reminders, that's a good point, because after you've been a Christian for so long, I think sometimes you're like, well, I've heard this and I've heard that. But mm -hmm. when you dive in and read it, sometimes it just really can refresh your soul and you maybe weren't even expecting it. But you're like, oh, I really needed that reminder today. <laughs> so. Yes, yes. Yeah. Like that particular thing that you might need in the situation that you're facing yeah, yeah, that's really good. And about the what you write about homeschooling is really good as well, because I'm sure there are many mums listening who are homeschoolers. So <laughs> that's really good. I am not actually, and it is quite hard here in Portugal to do homeschooling. Like in general, there isn't much support for that, but I really yeah. admire people who do it. Um, so yeah, that's really good. Yeah. And it's yeah. a way of discipling as well. <laughs> it is. It yeah. is. It's, it's been such a blessing. But I know yeah. that varies from country to country. So. Yes, 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 that's true. Yeah, The only time we had to homeschool was when it was the pandemic. So everyone was forced to, oh, but even yes. then, yes. <laughs> and then we had a whole system from the school, like video lessons and all that. <laughs> yeah, I think that similar things went on here. And I, I remember at that time just being so thankful that we already homeschooled so I didn't have to juggle that around. So I have great respect for those of you who had to figure that out on the spot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but yeah, it's good. So uh, just to finish off, where can we find you? Do you have like a certain website where listeners can find your blog and other information? Yeah, um, you can go to jessiemattis.com, which is mm -hmm. J-E-S-S-I-E-M-A-T-T-I-S. -S -S -E and that'll take you to various links. Um, there's a free historical fiction novella to download if anybody's interested in that. But also you can get um, just more information. My blog is there and information about me and my books and stuff. But um, okay, yeah. Okay, thank you so much. That's great. Thank you. Thank you for coming on today as well and having this conversation. Thank you so much for having me. This has been wow. fun.